A good near of Shabbos, Parshas Noyach, and uh, yes, there's a machlokas, what level Tzadik was Noach, but everybody agrees that Noach was a big Tzadik. Um, I, I feel that there's so many things that are so obvious and things that I think it's you have to be blind not to see the word Hamas being used uh, quite often in this parsha, and uh, you know that Hashem says He wants to wipe out the the land because of the Hamas that's there. Uh, just a just a, just the lushan and the targum kind of puts a slightly different light, light on it. The word Hamas, as Rashi says, really means thievery, but it's it's gezel. It's, it's not gneva. It's gezel. What's the difference between gezel and gneva? Gneva is something somebody does quietly and nobody sees, and it's like you know still. It's not doesn't make it good, but gezel is something where the forcibly extracting and robbing, stealing. Uh, I don't know if it's stealing. Robbing is probably the best English word to to say. But and, and the Xar din was on gezel, but the word gezel, I mean Hamas, means gezel. It's a very strange word. And if you look in the Targum Uncleus, Targum Uncleus says. Um, and the land was filled with chatufin. Chatof vechol in Arabic is grab. But also, some in, in more modern terminology, they say that chatufim are people who are kidnapped. And uh, that's also correlated with thievery. When it says, lo tignov, right, do not steal. It's really lotig nov nefesh, not to kidnap somebody. That is the diraisa. Of course, not to steal. Also, it's a diraisa. But I'm saying that the the pashut pshat in the series of divros do not kidnap. And uh, so chatufim, we see it twice. Malah arts Hamas, mitnehem. So we see a lot of problems when it comes to the word Hamas and what they do. There's um, also some I, people are quoting a famous Chazal that's based on the Pasuk that Bill Marosha said. He said, um, I'll quote you the Pasuk, it's better to see it inside because you're not supposed to quote Pesukim uh, outside. That's not the proper way of doing things. But in chapter 24, verse 23 and 24, so Kod, Kod, 24, 24, 23 and 24, he says something very fascinating. He says, and This is the last Nevoah we see from Bilam, and he rose above by himself to give his own prophetic vision. And he says, Oi, mi yichye misumo el. Whoa, who can live, who can bear life, misumo el. Now, there are many different ways of understanding it, but the Medrash in of Lezer, if I'm not mistaken, says um, who could live in the time and the future when Yishmael, Misumael, Yishmael is going to do what it will do to the Jewish people at the end of times. And then the next Pasuk says, V'tzim miyad kitim. Now, V'tzim miyad kitim has many different um, explanations. Uncle says, Asiyan yitzdarchan miramai, 
and it seems that, uh, that they will need to bring in ships from Rome. Um, and so people are saying that means that the big, um, I think the Gerald S. Ford, the Gerald Ford uh, uh, aircraft carrier is coming in from Italy. So that's pretty interesting. But if you look in the Targum Yenis and Benazil, he says something a little bit different. And we've been involved, Baruch Hashem, Nevei has been wanting to do something, to be together with people our age, people that we know, our age, I guess, you know, but uh, who are putting their lives on the line to go and rescue and fight. And it's, it's a pachad pachadim. Pachad is a scary thing. So therefore, every, every yid wants to be mitzaref, to, to connect and to do something to show support that we're with the people who are risking their lives to help us. And uh, people have been making food for chayalim and, and, and all kinds of amazing mitzvahs. And one of the things that we, we heard from some of the people who were delivering food and nash and stuff like that and vests and underwear and socks and everything was that, you know what we really need? We need tzitzis. We need tzitzis. So I just thought it would be very fascinating. If you look in the parsha, it's over here. I don't know if it's going to come back backwards in your thing, but if it's over here, which basically translates tzitzin, and tzitzis will be needed for their weapons of war. And I think it's a fascinating thing that everybody who's going out to battle, I, I think that uh, of the people that I, we, we in the Neve has made uh, hundreds of pairs we've paid and delivered. Uh, Nassim Ingberg did maybe thousands, I don't know how many pairs he's given out, but Ari Tenenbaum is giving out, Baruch Ringel is giving out. People in the yeshiva, they're, they're, they're going out to the camp, the the army bases and giving things out and the soldiers are saying please that's what we want we have enough food we have enough you know the Sephardi guys don't like the gefilte fish and the Ashkenazim guys don't like the harif you know and and they're all sick of Bisley and Bamba you know they need bulletproof vests and they need bulletproof tzitzis that, that old airproof tzitzis and that's what the people want now so HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us that we should to see how everybody's trusting in Hashem, and that will bring the Geula, Shleim of Meher, Meino A lot more, really, that needs to be said. And uh, so I just, you know, want to... I think that we, we need to know that Parshas Noach is a very fascinating thing. It talks about in order to be saved from a flood... Now, the flood could be a flood of apicorses, could be a flood of, of water, could be a flood, a barrage of missiles. Where should a person take refuge? So obviously for missiles, you go down to the bomb shelter. That's the Poshut the, Heshtadlos the that a normal person needs to do to make. But, you know, when you're not there, you're driving, you're outside, there's a, a siren going off. So people say, lay down. Uh, I don't know how that makes you less of a target, more of a target. But um, the Pasha thing is to say to him, it's a daven. The Gamliel said it, they said it in, back in the Gulf War, 
that our tehillim will fight a will ward off their tilim. Tilim is uh, Hebrew for missiles, and uh, and we need to be mechazek ourselves with that emuna pshuta, that simple belief that Kosh wants for our best. Kosh is not bringing this destruction and havoc and mayhem to to um, to be vengeful and punish. It's very very hard to say that uh, why these people, whoever you know, was taken, were chosen to be taken. But many people agree that a person who dies because they're a Jew, their neshama is placed in the highest chamber in Gan Eden. There's uh, there's no doubts about the about what's happening. That the people who died because they're Yidden are on a very high level. So everybody got up- upgraded. But it's very painful for us who are left behind, you know, to see twin little babies who were saved by their parents, who both got killed. To see, to see images of, uh, Baruch Hashem, I was spared to seeing the images, but I've been heard the description of, of images. We have a neighbor here who works in Zaka, def- having to identify bodies. And unfortunately, because bodies have been dismembered and um, trying to match up different pieces, how can we sit silently? How can we sit back and and just do same old? So some people say, "Oh, you got to be simcha because it's 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 atzus uh, to be be'atzvus," and you know what? You're absolutely right. There's no heter to be be'atzvus. Never supposed to be depressed. But uh, and we should be besimcha in a certain fashion. We have to be sensitive to the fact that there is a lot of pain going around, and to to walk around like um, I I don't want to say that you know, dancing and playing loud music around is 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 uh, totally usher, but it's very un- insensitive to the people who are suffering very much right now. And partly what we need to do is is to figure out ways of being besimcha uh, by in a, an internal expression, maybe to have a nice smile on your face, and maybe to, you know, when Shabbos comes in, to sing and to think about daven for good things. But chas v'shalom, that we shouldn't go to either extreme, not to be ignore the plight and suffering of people who are suffering, and 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 and, and have raves. And wild parties, Baruch Hashem, I was told that Yerushalayim is, is basically nothing's open. Baruch Hashem. Who can, who can have a club open now? Who could, who could try to forget, you know, drown their, their sorrows in, in, in being wild? I mean, there is a fascinating, fascinating piece in um, the Yaris Dvash, which has been going around in which Yenisim Eibshitz was saying that um, I think it's something that actually happened in his day and it's not that he's he predicted unfortunately people take out little things out of context from these old Sfarim which are very fascinating and how people went to this dance festival back in his days 300 and some odd years ago and were dancing like wild animals and uh, and Nebuch, uh, there was a pogrom, you know. It happened. 
It wasn't a prediction of the future, but it seems to be that that's it's it's a phenomena that happens, and he's explaining why after Simchas Torah, why after Yantav, and why after all the Yom and the Rayim, people go out and they go out and party. You know that itself is a, a stickle insensitive. Again, I'm not trying to say the people who went to the festival deserved. I don't want to go down that path. But I'm just letting you know that there's a certain sensitivity that sometimes we need to have, and we have to also be sensitive to the fact that there's some people who are in such, so much pain and suffering that that's what, the only way that they could uh, function is by uh, by uh, going to a rave. So I, I don't want to cast any dispersions and say that was Magielahem, Chas V'Sholem. But it's just to, we have to understand that there's a judgment that has definitely came and Hashem chose certain people and for whatever reason that's not our Indian to figure that out. But what we got to do is think what could we do to make ourselves better? And I think it's just be sensitive. Rav Gamliel says very Pashat he around the Shir in his house and um, he was holding a cup of coffee, like it was a full cup of coffee, whatever. He was holding it for uh, probably about an hour. And he, you know, he was in the middle of getting a shear, so he didn't have a chance to to drink it. As it was, apparently, it was brought to him while he already started shear, so he didn't focus on it. It was too hot then. And But an hour later, so his son-in-law, like, motioned to his son to go bring a you know, a new cup of coffee. And I'm sitting right next to Gamaliel's two away from me. So and the son-in-law who told him, told the son on the other side of me, so I, I didn't hop what was going on. He, the son-in-law comes and brings a new cup of coffee and puts it down in front of Gamaliel. And, and I was going to say, what are you doing? And he says, it's cold. He says, no, no, give me, give me the cold one. So Rebbe, if it's cold, it's not Gishmak. He says, who could think of Gishmak right now? I'm drinking coffee because I need to be awake. I don't need, I don't need coffee because I have a tiger for coffee. So I, I want the cold coffee. You know, you, you have to be mishtatafim tzar shel chavero. He says the halacha in Orachayim, tuf kof ayin dalad, who it says that uh, when there's pain and suffering going around, the person should be mishtataf, should be monea, should hold back. I think here in Eretz Yisrael that the custom is... Uh, we're going to be starting Bahab. Oh, people love those slichas of Bahab. Oh, an extra, an extra 15 minutes in shul. Oh my gosh, how can we survive 15 more minutes to daven? Because maybe there's something that we didn't do right over Yantav. That's what Bahab is about. Is that people may have mingled and may have done things that are inappropriate. And that's why we fast three times. Stam, without any tragedies happening, people would fast three times, Monday, Thursday, Monday. Now we have a whole new thing happening that uh, there's tragedies happening, people are suffering, people died, people were killed and terrible, terrible things can't even talk about. Terrible, terrible things. And, and, and we could sit back and, and complain, oh my gosh, Bob. I remember those days. I didn't understand what it was. So for all those that don't understand, hopefully we'll get a little bit of better appreciation that Bahab is there to help us atone for mistakes we may have made during our celebration time. 
And maybe that's something that we should all. And people nowadays don't. Most people don't fast for Bahab. People basically uh, they just say the slichas to, to to remember that this is what was people used to do. But now that we have a tragedy happening, maybe that's something. I think I saw signs in Yerushalayim that that's what they're going to be doing. Is they're going to be actually fasting on Monday. I don't know if it's everybody. Everybody passing that way, and everybody should ask their own rav. Should I fast? Shouldn't I fast? What is necessary? But this is something we all should think of. Hashem should help us that we should be healthy and well. And we should do some introspection to try to do something to be mishtatef with the tsar of other people. People who are captive by Arab lunatics is too much of a compliment. Savage beasts. Beasts is, is an insult to beasts. Hamas. Uh, another idea I just think is important to know that Sukkot Roshana is a very interesting time that uh, the first day of Roshana was on Shabbos so he didn't blow shofar and the Archlaner or some other tzaddikim explained that in the year where we don't there's a Chazal that says in the, any year that we don't blow shofar the beginning there'll be reasons to blow the shofar at the end to call a call for for crying and mourning, etc., or warnings. Um, but he said, I think they made a cheshbon that he looked through history, all the years that Rosh Hashanah fell down on Shabbos, it could either be a source of tragedy at the end of the year, or because Shabbos is such a powerful thing, it could stave off tragedy. And we, didn't even, we wouldn't even have needed the power of shofar to stave off our din. But uh, this year also, the first day of Sukkot was on Shabbos. And therefore, the Arba Minim was not Daraisa, unless you're in Yerushalayim and Harabais or Abadi Kaiso. So it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a frustrating time, but also the, there was a lot of confusion in the shul, Shabbos, Yontav Shabbos, on the first day of Sukkot, which Haftorah do we read? Because we read Kohala, so maybe it has a dinner of Shabbos Cholomoyed, therefore we'd read the Haftorah of Gog and Magog. And then other people say, no, we should read the, for the, day of, the first day of Sukkot, because the first day of Sukkot also is a ba- basically also talking about Gog and Magog as well. And um, but the thing that I think is very important, the way that the first day of Sukkot's Haftorah ends, it says, um, basically it's, it's like this. There will be no Canaanites anymore in the house of Hashem the Lord of hosts on that day. And I think that's something that, you know, right now, part of uh, this whole war is not just about, you know, whether we're keeping them captive in Gaza, but it has to do with who owns Eretz Yisrael. Who does it belong to? And that's that's the struggle. The struggle is all about that. It's not a a political war it's a religious war. 
And I think that we we need to win a religious wars to really fortify our our and be mechazek our Yiddishkeit. This for Nevei. This uh, Shabbos again, we bought I don't know, well over fifty, uh, you know, of these inhaling things. So guys who have the hand mouth thing instead of smoking cigarettes, they'll have their flavored things. I don't know if it's nicotine gum. Mechvesh is what we got. We had I think probably about. Close to 50 pounds of beef in order to have special meals on Shabbos, Onik Shabbos, all kinds of lechaims, wine, and things to, to give the guy something. And a lot of people were saying, like, why are we spending money, you know, for the Bay guys to keep Shabbos? Which should we send it to the people on the front lines? And I think that we need to have two parts to our army. We need to have the people who are on the front lines, and need to have the people who are waging a spiritual battle. And the spiritual battle the Nevei guys are, are waging, sometimes in a certain way, could be a more difficult battle. Sometimes when the, the struggle is more subtle, it's, it's always more difficult because it's hard to see the enemy. And Hashem should help us that in any of our struggles with, within ourselves, to do Ratzon Hashem, Hashem will help us see where the enemy is and see how we could beat the enemy and we could rise above. And Bazar Hashem, every time we do that, if Gamliel said today, he said that anybody who keeps Shabbos, it's a schus to save people who are out there on the front lines. So Hashem should help us. We should be mechazek ourselves keeping Shabbos this week and every week, Bazar Hashem, and we'll have extra siyat Shmaya that all our, our soldiers will come home healthy and sound and be victorious with the heralding of Mashiach Tidkenu Bimheri Remenu. Zagi Bench, have an amazing Shabbos.